Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Mike and Brian. Very excited about today's show. Today's guest is a man we love and admire. You might know him from season 14 of The Bachelorette. He's an entrepreneur and also a former finance guy. He also just got engaged to our girl and former Bachelorette, Caitlin Bristow. Today we have on Jason Tardick. And we're going to be having a conversation about navigating internet bullies and being a supportive partner. But first, you know how we do. We got to get into the hot takes. So, Mike, let's take it away. Yes, sir. Let's do it, man. Can't wait to have Jason on, by the way. I think of Jason. I've, you know, I've never met Jason in person, but I've called him like at least 10 times. Really? That's funny. Yeah, like never <laughs> met a guy in person, but I give him a call even just to say, how you doing? So I actually, kinda- funny story, I actually caught him in Vegas when I was there like Two weekends ago, he was there for uh, his boy's bachelorette party. We ended up being at the same at the same actual uh, beach party. So it was pretty right. cool. We caught up, you know, shot small, the shit for a little bit. Small, small world. Small uh, world, man. But now my high take for today, man, it goes into Jason uh, and his fiance, Caitlin, as well. Uh, I think that who give a damn what you do to your body again? You know, if you get lip injections, if you get Botox, if you get some ass if you get some tits if you get i don't really care like <laughs> that's you and your business that's your prerogative right bobby brown made the song back in the day it's my prerogative one like, of my faves <laughs> yeah let it be that individual's prerogative now I, I was reading through uh some of the hate caitlin was getting and one of the people had put um whether you like it or not you are a role model right my boy Charles Barkley said it best. I am not, not your role, role model, model yeah. right? Like just because an individual goes on TV, that does not mean that they are supposed to automatically be the, that individual's role model. And yeah. guess what? Kaylin can be a role model if she still desires to with getting whatever the hell she got done, lip injections, whatever the case may be. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think she does so many other great things and, you know, such a good person. Otherwise, like... It shouldn't matter, you know, what she does to her appearance physically, um, as long as she's happy with it, you know, uh, Jason's happy with it. That's all that really matters. And no, it's nobody else's business. Um, I guess, you know, you, we get thrown that line a lot of times where it's like, well, you're a public figure. You went on The Bachelorette or Bachelor. So you're basically open to being criticized on social media and we can leave any comment we want because that's, uh, you know, that's what they decide to do. And I think it's it's for me, it's like, I, I, I don't have it in me to go onto somebody else's page and criticize them over their appearance. Like I would never do that. Like that doesn't even cross my mind, but some people just decide to, to do that. I think it's unfortunate. This episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I, th- I think that when we do go on a bachelor and or a person goes on TV for whatever the case you are, you have opened the floodgates though. I ain't gonna front. I do believe yeah. that is to be the case. You know, the more people know who you are, 
people just gonna talk crap. My own homeboys talk crap about me all the time, right? Yeah. As as I'm gonna do with them if they go on the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, right? I'm gonna talk crap about yeah. them. That's a part of the game. What isn't a part of the game though is when that uh, fun, you know, shit talking goes into de- degrading someone. Yeah. Right? And I think that's where that's where the issue is. Uh, that's that's where we draw the line, right? Yeah. It's like why why are you coming at that the way that person's appearance is. You know, things of that yeah. nature, right? Like Carl from this season. I would love to meet Carl, but Lord have mercy, the way he's displaying himself on TV right now is hilarious to me. Yeah, he, he's got he's got some uh he's got some making up to be to, to he's got some making up to do because, you know, it's not representative of Miami, man. You gotta you gotta do better. But yeah. you know, hopefully that's the thing. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock him too much because I I've met people where, you know, maybe they get a bad edit or they just show their ass on TV and then, you know, after the fact, you know, they're totally cool. I mean, being behind the camera will make you do some crazy, dumb, stupid stuff sometimes. So, you know, I don't really hold it too much against them. I mean, unless it was, you know, something outrageously uh, bad. But I mean, yeah, like back to the point about the plastic surgery. I mean, look at Khloe Kardashian. She had to go through some something similar recently where. Oh, yeah. I think on the uh, on the reunion. She basically had to come out to Andy Cohen about all the plastic surgeries that she's done or the lack of plastic surgeries that supposedly everybody says that she had done. So she just came out and admitted it. I believe she said she had one nose job and the little fillers here and there. And it's like it's sad that, you know, public figures like Chloe and, you know, Caitlin Bristow have to come out and like let let everybody know what exactly they've done when it's nobody's business, like you say. Well, even if though, so let me be completely transparent about this topic. It will, it's not no one's business, but at the same time, you are a public figure. People are going to notice a difference in your, in the way that your appearance is, right? In the way yeah. that you look. We shouldn't be condemning those individuals. That's what they choose. I yeah. think a person can be, isn't the definition of a role model is to be genuine to who you are and be a, a, a good human? Yeah, be real. Yep. Like, isn't that what it is? So, Caitlin, can be a role model and say, and she's she's a role model for for you know having her own back and saying, yo, y'all are tripping. This is what yeah. I have. This is what I have not done. Absolutely. Right? Chloe Kardashian, in her own right, in her own right, can be a role model to people. Right. Yeah. It's when we say these terms, role model, it's what we desire, what we individually deem as someone we would want to emulate. Yeah. And it doesn't right. have to be, you know, the outside appearance. I mean, if yeah, that's not if that's not your, you know, if that's not to your liking, then, you know, there's other parts to the individual. You know, there's exactly. the, the the heart that they have, you know, the, the character, the integrity, the the things they do for their community. I mean, there's so many other things that you could look at and see that that person is a role model. I definitely. So. We spoke about this on our sister station, uh, Clickbait, where we're talking about is normally these women that are coming at other women when it comes to plastic surgery, when it comes specifically to that, because, man, we have our own issues that we have to work on. But when it comes yeah. to this, but the majority of the followers of Caitlyn and the majority of the followers of Khloe Kardashian and these other Kardashians are women. Yeah. And yet the women are coming at them. What, what's your hot take, bro? All right, man. So uh, in the news recently, a little uh, pop culture, uh, Saweetie and Quavo. Quavo, he's on the Migos. Saweetie beautiful rapper 
Uh, they were together, I believe, for like three years. And during their relationship, I believe a couple. Long? Yeah, I, I, that's what I read. I was actually shocked. I didn't know they were yeah. together for that long. Yeah. Um, maybe not officially. You know, they made it make, yeah. maybe they didn't make it official until later. But anyway, three years. He gifted her a customized Bentley. Like it was like a blue customized Bentley with like icy on the on the uh, headrest and everything. So she, she showed a video at the time of her like gawking over the car. Oh my god! So it got me thinking. When they broke up, he actually supposedly reportedly had the car repossessed, and then in the song he <laughs> verified it because he said. What did she say? Uh, what did he say in the in the rap? The actual lyric. It was, she wanted it her way. Now she's out of a Bentley. So you could dig in all you want into that quote, but Not supposedly yet. the reports came out that he re re repossessed the vehicle. So my thing is, is if you're in a relationship, maybe not married, but let's just say your boyfriend, girlfriend, or you're getting engaged, like, is it cool for the guy or the girl, it could go both ways, to gift the uh, significant other a gift, and then if they so happen to break up, to take it back. Is it cool or not? What's your take? I think, it, I, I think it's petty. I think it's petty to do that. Like me as a man, like if I gifted you something, I don't necessarily think like that happened during the relationship. What's gone is gone. Now yeah. I do have a different take on, let's say if it's an engagement ring, yeah. because it's like, I'm asking you to marry me. Like this ring is specifically for you and our bond. But if we break up, I'm going to need that ring back. Right. <laughs> I mean, if it, if it's, if it's like a more of like a material um, gift that doesn't have any meaning, then that could stay with her. But then at the same time, what if she cheats on you or what if the person cheats on you? Then do you take it back? Oh, like then do you have yeah. the okay? So see, Look, there's context. There's context to it. It's, it's, it's levels to it as well. The <laughs> ring, the, an engagement ring, without doubt, I'm taking that bad boy back. Period. I don't care what the situation was. I'm taking that engagement ring back because that was a that's that signifies something more than like a yeah. material thing, like you said. Yo, Quavo, if you gave a girl a Bentley, first off, the Bentley it costs what 400k. It should be nothing to you. So like, you just let her keep that. I think he would be in a higher regard if he didn't, you know, try to. Yeah, he's being petty, like you said. Yeah, it's just simply being petty. He he trying to just show off. Just let her. Bro, let her What's do her crazy thing. is that she her. actually went ahead and got herself a banging Rolls Royce. That's and what like she should do. Showed that off in the background after I guess her car was taken or whatever. So and, she's and that's like, how I can do the same thing. That's how a real boss gonna do it. Oh yeah, male or female. That's a real boss right there. Like you gonna take it back? I got my own money, baby. I'm gonna do it yep. myself. I'm gonna pull up on my own stuff. So she did the right thing in that regard. He was the one tripping on that. Um, and I think a lot of people have an issue. A lot of people that make lo loads and loads and loads of money more than their spouse think they can get away with shit like that. Yeah, that's yeah. what that is. That's all that is. They think yeah. they can get away with stuff like that. That's why, for me personally, whenever. I get my, my partner for life, my lady for life, my my, my wifey. I I don't, even if she's she makes 10 times more than me, 100 times more than me, it cannot be about money. And if I make 100 times more than her, she needs to be able to be financially free on her own. Because mm. that's that petty shit. That's, that's, that's just a, a egotistical money thing. And speaking of petty, I mean, reportedly, according to her, he cheated on her. 
So yeah. you cheated on her and then you take the car back. I mean, he's getting blasted in the comments. All the females are coming out of the woodwork and just blasting him for being petty, which I think in this case, hey, bro, you just got to take that L, <laughs> leave her with the car. And that is it. You know, that's leave a whole topic in, in and of itself right there. We know Quavo, he a dog, right? <laughs> And it don't matter. Whoa. Women are still gonna roof, right? And women, <laughs> right. women Just are like still, all, all the songs. <laughs> yeah, they, you hear that? You hear that bark? They tell you in the songs who they are, and they, women will still come at them. So therefore, they feel like they're being validated. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, the the women that come after, you know, they're stroking their ego, like, baby, you didn't yeah. do anything wrong. You had every right to do that. And it's like they just want the same thing from you, bruh. Exactly. <laughs> so to him, it may just be a game. To him, it's just like. You know, boom. I, no. I was faithful for, I don't know, two weeks, let's say, out of that three years. I have no idea. He might have been faithful the whole time for all I don't know. I, no. don't, know that, I don't know that gentleman personally, right? But I would assume he wasn't based on some things that I've seen he, him do via IG, right? And it's just, that's just a whole game. That's just a, it's just a game to me. He's petty as could be for that. He fumbled the bag on that. <laughs> me giving, gifting someone some, it's not about the money, first off, because if I'm able to do it, then it's, it's already done. Yeah. I'm able to do it. When I, when I release a relationship or when I am released from a relationship, I don't want shit to do with you when it comes to something that could be petty. Especially if it ended bad. I mean, you just yeah, want to cut ties a, altogether. If it's a petty situation, I don't want nothing to do with it. If, yeah, if we was amicable, then, you know, and, or, or had the possibility to still work something out, I still don't want nothing from you. Like, in that regard, I may want your respect and conversation, but... Let's talk to the homie, the one and only Jason Tardy. What's up, guys? How look at the banter you guys got. What's going. up, brother? I mean, oh, what? you were you were you were uh, listening Chem on that? Listening on that chemistry here is off the charts. We we got we got to get your input. We got to get your input. Let's hear it. All right. So oh, see, wait, 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 Brian. Before we say this, you know, this is Mr. Trading Secrets right here. This is the money man. <laughs> so this is why it's going to be pretty cool to hear his input on this one. I love it. Bring it. Let's hear it. Jason's okay, so come all 100% logical. So I don't know how much I don't know how much you heard, but we were talking about the situation with Quavo and Sweetie. They broke up recently. Prior to breaking up, while they were dating for about three years, Quavo gifted her a souped-up, customized Bentley. Okay. They end up breaking up. Supposedly, mm -hmm. she was reporting that he was unfaithful. Mm -hmm. So a couple months later the car is repossessed and he kind of alluded to it in one of his lyrics she wanted it her way now she's out of a bentley <laughs> so reportedly he repossessed the vehicle super petty on his part what do you feel are are there rules of engagement when it comes to you're in a relationship you gift somebody could you should you take the gift back after you break up and it doesn't I mean, Here's my take on that. If you're gifting something that's over, let's just say like a certain dollar amount, like $10,000. Okay. It's, it's, it's kind of on the recipient of it to also like kind of tighten it up a little bit. Like whose name is this car in? Is it really my gift or is it under your name? Who's paying for it? Like, <laughs> you know, like contractually, it's technically his car. There's the no details, the details are important. The details are important. Also, like, what's the guy's? What's his net worth? Do we know? His, his net worth is over ten million. Let's say he bought. Yeah, cash. he's he's paid. Cash. Okay, so ten million. 
Bought it wasn't a big deal to buy her a Brentley. Let's just she, say that. She, she cheated on him. He cheated on her. He cheated he on her. Cheated on her? And yeah. he wants it back? He took it back. <laughs> oh, that's kind of bullshit. It's I, already not, on sale in a lot, like in San Diego. Like, I mean, you were unfaithful to her, and then you're taking a gift back that you already gave her? That's pretty. That's like two strikes. Now, if she cheated on him, and he's like, you know what? Uh, a little spite. I want it back. I kind of see that. Uh, okay. Even, even if she cheated on me, I don't want it back because I don't want nothing to do with your ass. Period. Yeah, uh, yeah, I get that. Now, now Jason, ask him the what you just asked me though. Oh, okay. Well, I actually want to. I want to follow up with two. For number one scenario, she she uh, you guys break up. Now she's using the car to drive around her new man and is flaunting flaunting it all over social media. Do you become petty in that moment and do you take the car back? I mean. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, listen, case, you know yeah, what? That's it. under my name. I'm paying for it. Bring it back. Yeah. Under that case, I got to do it. And what about <laughs> something that has a very strong emotional attachment like an engagement ring? Oh, an engagement ring. That yeah. is a great transition. That's a pro podcaster right there. <laughs> the engagement ring is given. It is it's theirs. It is a gift. Once it's given and really, them, okay, all wow. theirs. Now, I I would leave that decision up to the the recipient of that ring, and if they want to give it back because they feel as though that is like the principle of the situation, they could do it. I'm taking that one. Talking about <laughs> congratulations on your engagement. Yes, brother. Congrats, <laughs> Thank you guys. man. I appreciate it. It's been uh, a really exciting couple months here, so I appreciate that, guys. When was the moment that you just said she's the one? When was that? Yeah, that's that's a good that's like a really good question. Um, I think with Caitlin and I, like, you know, if everyone could like list off things that they want in a relationship. Right. I could sit here for an hour, talk about like, you know, best friend and someone that love and caring and sweetheart, all this stuff. Right. And Caitlin and I had all that. And I think what the biggest differentiator between Caitlin and I is like the one thing that made it click for me was like when we really could like actually communicate to one another. And I've had relationships before where we just, we get in fights and then we'd get in the same fight two weeks later and the same fight and the same fight. And the thing with Caitlin and I, and I think it happened over COVID was like when we were in a discussion, we could sit back, come back to the table and be like, Hey, this is where I screwed up. This is where I screwed up. How can we learn together? Like as a unit and like, not let this repeat itself. And I've never had that maturity or that ability to like communicate and grow with someone. And so for me, that's when I hit it. Like this is, we have all that other stuff to last a lifetime. This is what actually, can lead us to be great parents and grandparents and have grandkids and great grandkids and like support each other, not just through this crazy stage, which we're in, but in 10 years, 20 years, 40 years. And for me, that's when I was like, I always knew Caitlin and our chemistry and everything is fire. Our energy's great. But to make like a unit last a lifetime, those were some of the things for me that I was like, that's a life partner. Just, just to take us, take us back a little bit, Jason, like what were, like, what did you know about Caitlin prior to meeting her? And then how did she exceed your expectations after you met her? That's funny. Yeah. So my mom was like a big fan of the show. Oh, okay. I here and there I'd like watch it, but I was I didn't know the show well. So I didn't know like of Caitlin too much. But then once you get off the show, you kind and you're not a fan or you're just not that involved with like who's who or whatever, you quickly learn, right? You guys can attest to that. Whether you know nothing about the show or everything, you get off, other people are reaching out to you. You're like, okay, that was the batch of batch, right? And I remember the first time I saw like 
saw like an action of hers as she was, it was like one of her stories. It was like a month just after I got off the show and she was like firing on all cylinders. She was like doing the moonwalk across the stage. I'm like, who <laughs> like out of control. And I remember I texted one of my Canadian buddies uh, and he's like, Oh, you don't know who Caitlin Bristow is. Are you kidding me? And he's like, she's why he like told me broke the whole thing down. And then, you know, obviously bachelor nation, get to know people a little bit more. And when I met her, it was on her podcast when she was coming to Seattle, I was actually, I would have been like better off if I didn't know who she was at that point, like two months before. Cause then I got like all nervous before that podcast. And I actually went to a bar and like ripped a few shots. And I was like jittery for it. I was like, what the hell? I don't ever got me with these like CEO, CFO, don't give a shit. I mean, with Caitlin Bristow and I'm like sweating over here. That's when you know, man. Yeah. That's like right. Jace, I mean, Mike, you're going to find out soon enough when you find yours, but like, I, I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Jason. I feel like for me in my situation, Rachel just has had like a, an X factor. You know, she mm-hmm. was a triple threat, brains, beauty, yeah. personality, great sense of humor. She was a professional. She had a career. Like everything on paper was top notch. Everything I could ever want in, in, a, in a woman, in an engagement, in a wife, everything. And but the thing is, is like she keeps me on my toes right she challenges me to be a better man and i feel like guys need that right like even a little attitude i feel like you need a little attitude you can't just be a pushover for me like drake said it in one of his (laughs) songs he said a little attitude will make that shit last right (laughs) sometimes you need a little you need a little feistiness to to keep the flame going and that she just keeps me on my toes man she she does it for me so I love that, Brian. That reminds me too of like my mom and my dad. My dad has a strong personality. My mom is a firecracker. And I even told Caitlin the day I the, that we podcasted, because I, I referenced a lot of the podcasts when I proposed to her the first one, is I was like, I need someone to tell me to fuck off. Like yeah. I, and what I meant by that was like, I need someone to like meet me in the middle and you know tell me like right versus wrong and balance me and like what you're doing too much of this. Like I just need a unit where it's like 50-50 and we're partners. Uh, and Caitlin certainly brings that. Yeah. And I can imagine Rachel does the same. Yeah, men Y'all need both to... have that. Y'all both men... have extremely strong women. And I I always speak when people say, Mike, what do you like in a woman? It's the feistiness. Of course, I want all the other things as well, but you have to have a backbone. Like, I need you to come at me. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me when I'm being a dumbass. And at the same time, if I need to be held, let me hold, hold me. When you need to be held, let me hold you as well. What's fascinating, Mike, is it's like, I I get that. I think we all have pretty strong personalities and we're also very attracted to those that have strong personalities. And like you said, it keeps us on our toes and keeps us fired up. But I could tell you, I have friends and I know many of people that don't want that at all, that can't handle that balance. Their egos get in the way of, uh, you know, not feeling like they're good, like the, 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 I don't know, whatever it might be. It might be the person that's making the most money or that has the most power or the responsibility. And so I find it like fascinating um, really what someone is looking for in someone else. But I just could have never imagined a partner like that. And similar to what you guys are saying, I want someone that's literally going to force me, that is going to absolutely challenge me in every single which way to be the best version of myself, but vice versa has to be willing to listen when I'm also am challenging that person to be the best person. And that is not easy to manage. Yeah. That's, really said this. that's maturity. That's maturity in the relationship that, when you both can do that. You know, on yeah. Facebook, when it says, uh, on 10 years, 10 years ago, you said this on this day. Yeah. 
what I said then, and I, it still holds rain with me today. What I want is this very thing right here. I want my biggest cheerleader, and that person is my biggest competitor as well. Meaning they keep me sharp. They keep me on my toes. It's like, damn, you doing this too? Shit, I gotta get on my, I gotta get on my grind. You know? I love that. But if you're, iron, if you're iron sharpens big, iron, man. Iron sharpens iron. If you're gonna want a cheerleader and you want a competitor, you also have to well. be a cheerleader. Absolutely. And the other thing is like competition, right? You know, competition in general. The most mature version of competition, without a doubt, is inspiration. That is the mm, definition 100%. of mature competition, and that's exactly what you want. And I think we just solved the problem, Mike for Bachelor. <laughs> Outside we, of that, we've which, we've been saying this. <laughs> I, I, love, I love you, Jason. But outside of that, that's kind of what today's topic is about right there. Navigating being in a relationship with a, not only a supportive person, but as men, having a strong woman in our life. And Jason, you talking about being a cheerleader as well. I want to give my hat off to you just for the way that you were showing up for Caitlin. I'm sure behind the scenes and also what we all were able to see when she came, you know, and won Dancing with the Stars and all the things you've done prior to that. I love seeing that. Like yeah, you were jumping out your seat like you're watching a game, man. Like, was it the champagne? Was just like, it was just everything. the champagne like, everywhere. The scene that that was epic. That was epic. you know the funny part about that champagne is that champagne. I I gotta figure this out with Becca. Full circle. That was Becca's champagne. She just launched it. She sent it to us to like try and like help promote her. I didn't even know it, and I'm firing it off like throwing it all over. I'd be honored apartment. if I was her. Like that's like the perfect moment to actually uh debut that that champagne amazing yeah and i think that you know what i think it's celebration is like it's two things right the same way i get excited for her successes are the same way you kind of feel for each other's pains and it's it goes it goes both ways i think like if people are like dude did you lose your fucking mind when you were in i don't know if i can swear if you're when you're in that apartment like did you lose your shit okay (laughs) did you lose your shit i'm like no dude i just saw my 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 better half like the person i love to death every single day coming home and just beat to shit mentally either she was crying her feet had calluses like that was one of the most enduring shows and times i've ever seen and to like see her like persevere through it all i mean everything man she had a a covid test that came back positive it was done and then we had waited a long period of time it was a false positive i mean she could write a book on that whole journey and to see her come out on top of it was just like electric it was awesome yeah it's amazing man so Jay, obviously our women are successful, you know, incredible women, uh, as partners, what, like, what advice can you give out there to guys that, you know, maybe aren't used to being with a successful woman? Like, how should a guy approach that? Yeah. I mean, I think step one is like, get over yourself. Get over your skit, over your damn ego. So many people are leading everything with their ego. They can't handle the fact that their partner is getting the attention or is is running, you know, the show right now or is killing it in every which way. And that is all ego driven. Look in the mirror. If you can't look at your partner, if you can't look at your inner circle, your best friends, your parents, your cousins and see their success and not be happy for them and not encourage them, you have to dig within yourself to see what insecurities uh, are really driving who you are and take care of yourself because it's all ego. And I think that anyone that's fighting that needs to address it. And and I get it though, too, because like sometimes that's not an easy thing. But I think when you're confident and secure within yourself, 
it changes everything in the success you want for the people around you, especially a loved one. And I'll be, I'll be self-aware here. You take me back like maybe five, six years ago, I'm probably not the same supportive person. I might be a little envious or jealous and, and not be able to, to, for, to cheer for other people's successes because I wasn't proud of mine. And I think the first thing is you got to fix yourself before you can start pointing, pointing fingers at anybody else. Definitely so. Yeah. Talk about being supportive, you know, in comparison to who you were five, six years ago being supportive. You know, when Caitlin, you know, she's a boss doing her own thing. But in those moments to where she is bullied online, how do you support her in those regards? Yeah, that's a it's a good question. So that's a tough one. Here's here's why it's tough because I am not good at when it comes to anything business related or sports related. If it was confrontation, I step right into it. Especially business. I'm like a different human. Personally, I'm not good with confrontation. I'm just not. I'm always path of least resistance. Let's try and, you know, kumbaya. Let's try and make this good. Let's see each other's perspectives. Caitlin's not like that, right? And you got to applaud the hell out of her. She'll drop the mitts with anybody and it doesn't matter. She'll put them on blast. And so there, I've gone back and forth with this because there are times that I'll tell Caitlin, Caitlin, you know what? There, there's so much good coming your way. Why do you have to isolate and call out the, the little bad that's two to 10% of all the good in your life because of this? And she can't help but relentlessly be herself. And herself is calling people out when they are doing things that are wrong so that people can learn from it. And so when we first started dating, I was like, what the hell are you doing? It's just noise. Ignore it. Now I actually see the good in it because there are so many times she calls someone out, but she doesn't do it maliciously. She does it with a principle. Like if you're attacking my looks, yeah, guess what? This is what I have done to change my looks. And here's why I actually have some deeper issues with it. Why do you feel as though putting me on blast on the internet is the way to handle that. And the amount of times, I'll tell you, behind the scenes, I've seen those people reach directly back out to her and apologize and tell them it's a learning lesson and saying, I never thought of that perspective. I'm blown away. So when you see things like that, initially you're like, Caitlin, just stop, like enough, right? But she can't help but be herself. She wears her heart on her sleeve. And I will tell you more often than not, I think when she calls these bullies out, it's a great time to take ownership, self-reflect and see like what every person could do better to be better. And I think that's her intention, honestly. Honestly, Jay, like Rachel's the same way. I mean, post-show, I was kind of like, she was the clapback queen, right? Yeah. She would just clap <laughs> back at people and it's like, babe, just ignore them. Like yeah. just, because I feel like if you give them energy, I mean, you're bringing something to life that, should have never have been alive. You know what I mean? And it's crazy that you say that about the people, like people write the most disgusting, vile stuff to her and she'll actually respond, you know, not disrespectfully or anything like that, but she'll respond with, you know, she's a lawyer. So she'll hit her back with the facts. Like, how was I doing this? How was I doing that? Like the person doesn't even answer back with the responses and instead they respond with, oh my God, I love you. I didn't think you would respond. And it's like, how did you just say what you just said that was so malicious and then just totally flip like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I didn't think you would respond. Like that just boggles my mind sometimes. Sometimes I just want attention. Yeah, that's, sure. I, I, I sure. imagine that's what it is. Yeah, it's, at times it's definitely attention. And you know, Jason, when we, you were just speaking, cause I love uh, 
one, Brian, you said Rachel's a clapback queen because that's just, I love that name. <laughs> I think that, that's like a compliment if I were, you know, for her, I believe. Uh, but Jason, when you're talking about that and, you know, Kayla's been in the news uh, because of her looks and how people have come at her, you know what's so funny is that if she would have said, um, hey, I got lip fillers, it makes me feel good, the, people would have applauded that, right? Mm-hmm. But since she didn't speak about it, it's almost like, oh, why did you do this now? Right. It's crazy to me how we as people, based upon if someone says it, it's like, oh, that's cool now. But if I choose to just not speak about some shit, it's now could be considered a bad thing. When is the, the action was the exact same. Right. The end result was still the same. It's this society. It, it baffles me sometimes, like the psychology of how things work. Do you feel like the audience feels like, oh, they're trying to hide something rather than it's her just life, come out. Though. Exactly. No, I totally agree. Whatever like, she wants to divulge to the, in the public eye, that's her prerogative and her prerogative only. You know what I mean? Like, Jay, I don't know. Jason, I don't know about you, but like me and Rachel, I would say we're not the most open bachelor couple out there. You know, I think a lot of other people, you know, give more of themselves in their daily lives, but you know, we just like to keep, we're a little bit more private and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think the other people out there should respect it. Yeah. I think having a common understanding of like where you are with that relationship and like what you'll put out and what you won't is, is a really important thing. Yeah. Um, as far as other people respecting, I think that's probably one of the most challenging things in this space. I don't ever want to sit here and play victim because going on the bachelorette has changed every single aspect of my life for the good financially Correct. professionally and who i'm engaged to however there are there's, when you're in the public spotlight like this there's a lot of kind of noise that comes with it like you know people you're gone for a weekend and people are like well where are you like the constant how did you guys break up what's going on why'd you fight i didn't like the tone that you used in this one podcast you might have an off day it's nonstop. and to say that some of that noise can't bleed into your relationship is bullshit anyone that says that is lying to you the job is to try and manage that but to say that to at least generate a conversation is is it's kind of almost, I, I think, impossible. Now, going back to your point, Mike, I think when you have this platform or maybe you are hosting a show or you do have people that are listening to you because you have a platform if one person's listening or millions of people are listening, um, there's responsibility that comes with that for sure, right? And I think if, if people want to ask questions about like, hey, I look up to you. I see that you use filler. I see that you wear it. I see that you do this. Can you explain to me? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think there's to nothing your point, wrong with that, but that's how explaining. It's yeah, I think explaining like, hey, you know what? I don't feel good about my upper lip. And maybe, uh, you know, I, you could see a little of my, I'm making this up. You could see a little of my gum line. And when I get that injection, I feel like a confident person. When I'm a confident person, I give back better to the people around me. That's, that's exactly fine. what I'm but saying. The attacks yeah. are just like crazy. That's that's it directly. That's it exactly. If Caitlin said that, we're using her as the example, because she's a badass, she can take it, right? But if she, <laughs> if she were to say that, would you say, hey, audience going IG live or whatever, I'm getting lip injections because, you know, I like the way it looks on me, right? 90% of that, 95% of that would be overwhelmingly positive. But mm-hmm. since a person doesn't say something, they just keep it on a, like, not even private, but just it's not your damn business. It automatically has a higher negative result. Like, yeah. that's just crazy totally. to me that that's the way it is. Well, I, I want to uh, di- divert into, because, you know, you are fresh engaged and just ask, like, about also culture now, because we're also talking about mm-hmm. culture. What are those gender roles like? Is there 
traditional gender roles or like tell me about that side of you guys? Yeah. So, so real quick, one thing I got to just revisit and I'll go back to that is that Caitlin is a badass, right? And she can handle it. But I think it's also important to know that that stuff like does materially impact her. There are times that people, you know, she'll be reading tweets and people will be saying like, you know, nasty comments about her looks or, and most of them again are positive, but there are times she'll be in tears in bed. Like that stuff hurts. It feels, and you would think, Caitlin, you've been doing this for six years. It's still, you can't help the way that someone, um, you know, comprehends an attack at them. And I think it's real to know that there are many times behind closed doors, uh, you know, Caitlin feels that and she is very hurt by that. And obviously I'm hurt when she's hurt. So I do think it's important to know she's tough, but also that that stuff is real and it does impact the emotions. Um, Okay. So with the gender roles and like the traditional gender roles, uh, you know, I, what's interesting is I, I, I've talked about this a lot and I hate to beat it up, but I did grow up in a household with uh, two different religions and two different political views. Uh, You know, my mom is, is, is Jewish and, and liberal. My father's Catholic and conservative. I was introduced to two religions. I was introduced to two political views. And I have two parents that have always worked full time and that are both kind of like um, opinionated and strong-willed and independent. So my whole life, I've always seen this like unit be able to discuss things, resolve issues, but work in tandem. And they've been married for over 35 years and they're happy. So that's kind of what I expect from my partner. So even when you say like gender roles, I have to ask like some of that I don't I don't even know. Like, tell me specifically, I guess, maybe what type so, of gender. Like, well, I was, I was just going to bring up an example, like in the Latin culture, for instance, like men have been taught to be the head of the household, provide, protect and, and basically lay a solid foundation for the family. And the role of women usually is consisted of, you know, tending to the responsibilities of the house and caring for the kids. So. You know, now in today's world where, you know, women are, are stepping up more than ever and, and being recognized for it. I mean, they've been stepping up for a while, but, you know, now it's finally coming to light, like women in the workplace uh, making more money than men. Like we're talking about those specific gender roles. Like how do you like your woman is successful? You know what I mean? She may even make more money than you. Like she does. some people don't some men can't handle that. So like, yeah. how do you navigate that? See, I mean, first and foremost, I think like when you're saying some of these things, I think it's fucking awesome that she's doing what she's doing. I think yeah. it's so great that she's so passionate about what she does and she's kicking ass and she's doing it. I think that, and I mean this like genuinely, I think that women are like slowly taking over the world as they should. Right now, if you look at every metric, if you look at, uh, you know, male versus female, who's sitting on boards of directors for like at top S&P 500 companies, it's predominantly men, but it's starting to shift. Wage gap, starting to shift. Amount of people, male versus females, asking for raises on annual basis, starting to shift. Women are now getting married later because of fortune, things like science. You can have a, you know, you can, you can be fertile later. There's things that you can do. And like, I think the independence and strength coming uh, from like the female side, of the house is fucking awesome. I support it. I think it's so cool. And I think the cool thing that Caitlin does is while she's doing it, she has all these females, 18 to 34, which is her predominant demographic that she can like advocate to like, go out there, take care of yourself, take care of your financials. When you have independence, strength and success, you, you dictate everything. So I think it's great. I support it. And I think every household's different, right? For Caitlin and I, I wake up like literally when I'm up, Kate, I have my businesses. She has her businesses. We're both living our dream, but whatever, anything I can literally 
anything I could do, whether it's financial analysis, operational management, negotiating contracts, I can do to push her ahead to help her. I view it as a win for both of us. So and, and there's also going to be different stages. I know once she has kids, she wants to pull back a little bit. And so it's just going to be fluctuation. And then you take over. And it's then, like you guys yeah. are a team. You know what I mean? But that's how I see it. And we're both fortunately doing really well in our respective areas right now. And I don't think it's a, in my opinion, I don't look at it as a competition. I look at it as like, imagine, y'all, y'all you know, you own a, I guess you own a business, you and your, your business partner are both like doing, if your other business partner is doing great, that also helps you. Why would you not want to push for each other's success? I had just had a podcast with Kevin Lear. I love what he said, because he's obviously a big, big money guy. And he said that through all the research he's done, infidelity is not what ruins relationships. Nope. What relationship, what ruins relationships is marriage. Uh, I'm sorry, it's money. Is no, money. Like, what? <laughs> You're about to get a whole lot of people in trouble there. Edit that. Edit that out. <laughs> what ruins relationships. Leave it in. Leave it what in. What ruins relationships <laughs> <Money>. is money. <laughs> sorry, marriage. It's money. And he said, like, the three things that you, in a marriage, it's you, it's your partner, and it's money. And that is like a really big important factor that he talks about. And I think like if you as a whole are successful and you're talking about these things and you're on the same page, it's only going to generate success as a unit, I think. Yeah, I think the number one thing that ruins relationships by far, by far. Yeah, no, I I was just going to chime in. I mean, what we were talking about earlier, I mean, I just think it's a big it's it's insecurity on the man's part. Like, I just think if you're a confident man who knows himself, isn't jealous, you know, you, you and your partner know that you have each other on lock. Like you want nothing more than to see that woman flourish into the woman that she was meant to be. Right. Because that's only going to make you a better man. And in her doing all that, that's just going to raise your level and game up there. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to want to aspire to do the great things that she's doing. It's like, why would you want to hold down your partner when that's going to hold down you in the long run? Do you think it's ego driven? Like, can you think of any, any other reason or people, you know, that it's not strictly ego? Yeah. I I think it's ego and insecurity, honestly. I mean, I can't, I think that is, well, this falls under the category of ego, but having that tradition pride. Yeah. Yeah. Pride, pride, but pride falls under ego. So I understand Jason, it does fall under, but I would say it's its own, subset in a way like i could see that man saying this is what my mom did in the relationship sure. this is what my dad did right i bring home the bacon you cook the bacon type of situation mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so in my household growing up like all women i had to, to go plant trees wash dishes and get on top of the roof and like you know cut down trees and stuff as well like male quote unquote male and quote unquote women chores i was doing both of those chores in the household um and so i don't have that per se, but I could see someone saying, well, this is a tradition. You're gonna stay home all day and do X, Y, Z. And I personally, if that individual is cool with that, I don't have an issue with it. If you're cool with that, as long as you're happy in your relationship, right? You know, you're not being disrespectful or anything like that. But bro, I cannot let you go without hearing, cause you just said something right there. You said, Caitlin wants to be, you know, she wants to stay home and pull back a little bit once you guys start having kids. So when are we expecting? <laughs> that's right. That's the golden question. Uh, I I don't you know I don't know. Rough estimate. Rough estimate. Yeah. <laughs> I, listen, if I have a perfect, let's say if I have a perfect timeline, I would love to get married first. So I well, didn't realize yeah. how long planning a wedding takes. It takes some time. So how old are you, Jason? 
What's that? How old are you again? I'm 32. Okay. 32. So get married. And then I would like to, like, I've, I've said it once. I'll say it again. Like the day we get married, I'm ready to go full speed. He's that like, would go. be a perfect scenario. You know what I mean? Perfect, perfect scenario. <laughs> nine, ten, nine, ten months down the line. Well, we got a kid. So what, what is that? What is the ideal? We're looking at like two, three, four. Yeah. Seven what's the kids, ideal like ratio? Boys boys and girls. And girls. Like, tell, tell me all of them. Man. I, want, I, I mean, I think choose. like the perfect case scenario, perfect case scenario is like you, you have twins and one's a boy and one's a girl. I think realistically, if we could have, if we have the fortune of having two uh, babies and, and healthy babies. And we're, you know, Caitlin's able to have babies and everything else. Cause obviously there's always hurdles that yeah. so many couples have to undergo. Uh, the ideal scenario would be have, I guess, two kids, two healthy babies. Two as far as like boy, girl, I, I genuinely, I don't, I know that sounds weird. I think most people are like, I, I don't want a boy. I, I don't, I don't really have a huge preference. If I said perfect scenario, I'd say maybe a girl and a boy in order. I don't care. Yeah. You know, what about just, you, Mike? I want to know about yeah, you. How about you, Mike? Damn, first of all, I got to get a girlfriend. Like, <laughs> well, why aren't you on Paradise? speaking. Yeah, seriously. Could you be on Paradise? Go get the guy a date card. Let's get this going. Go get the date card. Go get the guy a date card. Do you, got a, do you have a, like a crush in this bachelor world or what? Who's doing the podcast? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Hey, the, 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 tea, the tea can come. The tea can come from both sides, Mike. Come oh, we just now. haven't caught up in a while. I was curious. I, no, I, I was. It's funny you say that, Jason. I was telling uh, Brian, we've never met in person, but I call you from time to time. Just, yeah, I yeah. Uh, We're boys. We we like. I, I would say there's per- people in the world in this like world. You you definitely like call for like support and just to like get ideas. And definitely, Mike. You know, you and I are one of those people. And Brian, I would say the same. 100%. We saw each other in Vegas the other, the other, other in a Vegas, couple weekends man. ago. This shit, we're world. like, you know, 300 yards behind chain smokers talking about like business and finances while people are like <laughs> fist pumping. <laughs> oh, man, that was great. I, I learned yesterday talking about you said twins and possibly, you know, out of per 1000, there's 12 twins. There's 12 out of 1000 that are twins, right? There's a small town in Nigeria. They have the largest population in the entire world. They're at 158 out of 1,000. It's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. That's a fun fact of the day. I like that. Yeah, fun fact of that. Sometimes we all just have random knowledge, random useless knowledge. That's my useless Mike, can I revisit one thing you said that's just like staying up here and I can't get out of it? What's up? Is the thing when you said about like some people like when you you bring home the bacon and cook the bacon. Like I I think that's like such a – that's I think you nailed it. It's like that's totally fine. If both people are like, this is what I want. I want to be a mother. I want to stay yeah, home. Yeah. But I think the big thing like that needs to change if it hasn't changed is staying home as like a mother or whatever as a father. Role it is. It's you're still equals. You still have roles that you're contributing. Very to much so. And it shouldn't be measured in dollar signs. It could be measured in responsibilities and things like that. And that's what has to change. Because in my opinion, like who cares? Like who's work? Just because you're working doesn't mean that the person at home that's developing your children every day and taking care of them doesn't have the same responsibility, if not more. I say quite honestly, a bit more in mind. And isn't isn't that a conversation that needs to be had between the man and the woman? Like, let's say the man isn't, is the stay-at-home dad. Sure. Like, shouldn't they be speaking about, okay, as the woman is like, I believe, husband, you provide value into the relationship. Like, let's figure out ways where you could actually feel valuable because at the end of the day what we were talking about was the man feels insecure and i mean i just wanted to bring up this stat because i was like doing some research on it yeah in 2018 
the research from the U.S. Census Bureau, one in four heterosexual married couples, women make more than their male partners. But a new study from the University of Bath suggests that this trend is impacting a male partner's mental health. So we're, men are struggling with the I gotta, idea I that women that. are making just, more. Gotta, is it because men have used dollars as a as a definition to define leverage rather than words and communication? They think that because they make the money, they can have the power. What I say is right. And it goes back to what we said earlier. It goes back to what I said earlier in regards to uh, your hot Culture. take, Brian, when it comes to Quavo and, and Sweet Saudi or whatever her name is. Sweetie. <laughs> Sweetie, my bad. It goes back to them too when he decided to take it back. It was a ego thing when it came to money. He valued his side of the relationship, his strength. He felt it came from the money aspect when mm-hmm. that should not be the case. It should not be. If I date someone who was worth $100 million, I'm still going to feel like an equal partner in that relationship. I might not be paying the mm-hmm. mortgage. Let's just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I might pay or, the- or many other things. but <laughs> I, I might pay the phone bills, you know. But, <laughs> but no, that's, you know? that's my point. It's like, okay... As a man, like rather than be like, shit, I don't make as much money to her and like be bitter at the at the woman, like what other ways can you step up in the relationship? Like yes. you can even have communication and talks with your partner and be like, look, this is the way I feel. I kind of feel a little bit down on myself because I grew up in a culture where boys were, you know, were never crying. We were never being vulnerable. But instead, all we learned and had ingrained in us from a young age was be the breadwinner, be the provider, support your family. And then the fact that I'm not doing it now, it makes me feel a little, you know, have a little bit less of self-esteem, but that's where I feel like that communication is key where you guys can, you know, help each other out and uplift each other emotionally as well. So for sure, this is a whole different episode that we will definitely have to speak on, Brian. Uh, we can bring you back, Jason, if you'd like to speak on this, I'd love to have you. Yesterday actually was Men's Mental Health Day. And it spoke on the fact that men are, I think, three times likely to commit suicide. Men are don't go and seek help. Don't speak about speak out about situations, right? And and white men in particular are the ones that do commit the suicide, and it comes back to unable to provide financially, so they feel like they have almost lost. Wow! In a sense, when that's. That's sad, right? That's just a whole. That's a whole pandemic that we would have that we need to un- unravel right there. Because if you are solely basing your aspect within a relationship off of finances, mm-hmm. now side note, don't be no broke ass dude out here trying to get a baddie. Back, 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 you know, you can't be a you can't be a penny out here looking for a dime, right? There's there's <laughs> levels. There's levels yeah, to this. Like I'm trying to make sure, like you know, we got to balance it out, right? But with that being said, at the same time. It's sad that as men, people, men associate their money that strongly with committing suicide because they feel like they don't make enough in comparison to the next man. That's so devastating. We how, much is, how much is social media? How much is social media contributed to that? Because all you see is, you know, people flaunting this stuff on social media, seeing that every single day. I mean, that can mess with your mental. Hey, when I was a financial advisor, I'm sure. Uh, Jason as well, your background, I would call those individual thousandaires. <laughs> you can pay $1,200 for your uh, your Ferrari and or your Lambo and be living in the $800 a month apartment. Uh, I found that so, at Dancing with the Stars, I found that the most fascinating. We were at an apartment in Hollywood, which is a really nice apartment, but everyone's renting there. 
and yeah. the cars yeah. that would pull up. I'm yes. not kidding. I mean, <laughs> all 250k plus. I'm like, why the shit are you probably leasing this car? We yeah. should go buy real estate. Why are you renting? Like, what's happening here? They need, they need to get with you on the financial end because ah. they're not making they're not making smart decisions there, Jay. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what. Jason, have me on a, you know, event center space is actually giving a return of five times traditional rental space. Right sure. Now. Oh, yeah. Events and uh, heating and cooling, like big yes. cooling storage units is a big one, too. Breaking bed right now. Uh, yeah. Shoot. I don't want to get into the financial. I, I, so, I know. I, don't I, wanna, love, you know. I love the financial talk. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll have you it. on my podcast. We'll talk all about it. I'll just talk sit down it. and take notes. It's <laughs> 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 just where it's at. But Jason, man, we loved having you on today. Just last words. You know, confess your love for my girl, Caitlin. You just hear it. Okay. hear it one time. You want, you want me to hear me confess my love for Caitlin? <laughs> we need to hear it. <laughs> Have I not done this enough? Uh, no, I mean, I'll, I'll give it to you. I think uh, so excited for her to be, obviously, the co-host of, of the new season. It's yes. another chapter in her book. I think one of the coolest things about Caitlin is uh, the way that she can manifest something and then take her experiences in life, whether it's good or bad, whether it's literally hitting rock bottom, what she did in her late 20s, living off people's couches and her parents' uh, extra bedroom to now thriving with her own private label uh, wine on the shelves of Walmart. It's amazing. And through all those experiences, the coolest thing is she's humble enough and real enough to take each learning lesson, apply them to anyone out there. So I love the way she empowers. I love what she's doing. It's fun to see her back on the show, not revisiting any of her other seasons. And um, you know what? For her, the sky's the limit. So I'm excited to see what else she'll accomplish. And you know why the sky's the limit, Jason, is because you're in her life as well. And she's going to do bigger and better things because of you as well. You guys are a team and I love to see it. Oh, I appreciate Whatever, that, man. guys. Oh, you guys, what a fucking kumbaya. <laughs> I'm ready to go take over the world right now. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, Jason, man, we love having you. Until Jason, next time. thank you so much, brother. Thank you guys so much. Take care. Jay, he's uh, such a, uh, a genuine, intellectual uh, human being. And, you know, you can see how much love there is for his for his woman, Kaylin. Oh, definitely. He's just down to earth, man. Just down to yeah. earth, try, trying to make a, a positive in this world. And... Loves his ladies to the fullest and, you know, he shows that and supports that. And like we all learned from today, take your ego out of the situation. Like, now, set your pride to the side, man. At the end of the day, you know, the more you love your woman, the more you support her, the more the more you, you get in return, the more encouragement you like, give her to do bigger and better things and make more money. You're like, I want my woman to make more money than me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, well, I ain't, ain't going to front. I, I low-key have said this before to Connor in my uh, – I was like, yo, I can't wait till I have uh, my lady because I'm gonna I'm gonna do tenfold comparison to what I'm doing now, right? Because yeah. I'm gonna have someone that's gonna like push me, and I'm gonna push them, and it's like it, it truly is your best friend. And I'm, I'm happy that you have Rachel, uh, that Jalen has Kaylin. You know, I'm gonna get my lady. She out there. You feel me? set. <laughs> we'll we'll find her, Mike. We'll find well, her. Yeah, we all good. And of course, to all of our listeners, we absolutely love you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Uh, definitely so. And we know, you know, you know, we love to hear your opinions, your stories, and your insight. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow. Message us on social at Talking It Out BN. That's Talking It Out B as in Bachelor N as a Nation on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, baby, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to right now. And don't DM me no more. I don't care how fine you are. I don't care how driven you are. 
Until you hit that subscribe, I love you.